So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to Love After Lockup. Ha ha, okay. I'm SH, and today Mr. O and I will be talking about Love After Lockup, Season 3, Episode 14. This week, Sean and Destiny travel to California for her court appearance. Lindsay and Scott finally get down and dirty. Quaylen barely communicates his intention to leave Chevelle. Heather continues being crazy while Dylan is in trouble. And John finds a way to deliver money to Christiana. If you like what you hear, please support us by subscribing and leaving a five-star rating or any other constructive comments are welcome. And if you watch 90 Day Fiancé, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks, stay safe, and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. Uh, how are things going? Things are going pretty well. How are things at the beach? Yeah, they're good. We are literally as bi-coastal as you can possibly be this week. Like, <laughs> I am on the Atlantic Ocean and you are on the Pacific Ocean. Yep, yep. Uh, so, and then everything else falls in between, like all of our couples. Yes, I don't definitely. think any of them are on the coast, right? Nobody's on the coast this year? Uh, well, oh. we have kind of California-ish. Yeah, but oh, that's yeah, yeah. They're visiting. Vegas people and then Vegas, oh, yeah. yeah. Lots of Vegas, which is eh, closer. But anyway, right. I wanted to start with I wanted to start with Heather and Dylan. Okay. So Heather and Dylan are in the car following that weird blow up they had last week between Heather and Aunt Diane, who of course they're supposed to be staying with. Uh Heather laments that while Aunt Diane is being generous, there's not enough privacy. Dylan just assumes they were talking about having all she was talking about having all kinds of wild sex, but Instead, she just wanted a little bit of his attention, which confuses Dylan because he feels like he's giving her quite a bit of his attention. She is already accusing Dylan of losing attention and losing focus on this relationship. And she she feels like he should have stood up for her in her fight with Diane. He doesn't seem to agree, but apologizes anyway, as he thinks it's ridiculous that she's getting jealous over her nonagenarian aunt who's on oxygen. <laughs> He starts to worry about um, how he's going to be able to like go to the gym or get letters from the hot mail lady. <laughs> I never, I don't think I've ever had a hot mail lady, but okay. But then they get a call from Aunt Diane that Dylan's parole officer is at her place and he's supposed to be there. So Heather almost immediately starts freaking about about how this is going to affect her. Dylan asks her to calm down, which she responds to by flipping him the bird. If they don't, because if they don't get back to Diane's before the officer leaves, Dylan is probably going to have to go back to jail. So as the clock ticks, both of them are getting more and more stressed and more and more nervous. And also, Heather keeps driving faster and faster, which is not helping to calm Dylan's nerves, who ends the episode just asking her to slow down. Just slow down. <laughs> so, okay. Start with predictions. I mean, we already, this is just a continuation with Heather, but predictions what do you think? Is 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 he going to go back to jail on day one? Is that going to be it? They're going to be out for a car ride and then back in jail? I don't know. I mean, I would really need to know what the terms of his probation really is or, yeah, his parole. Because is it that he is expected to kind of be on house lockdown? Because it seemed like it was in the middle of the day. And they were like, it's 20 minutes away. And they're like, well, he's going to leave in 10 minutes. It's like, what? He has to be there every 10 minute section. Like, cause I totally get if he checks in at night, right? You're like, oh, give it yeah. curfew. I think a lot of times they have curfews, right? That makes right, sense. Right. But I almost, yeah. I actually kind of wonder if it was, especially cause the way it went down, if that was the parole officer just checking to make sure he got there. Right, right. Cause they were only there for a little bit. And then Heather was like, if you aren't paying attention to me, we have to get out of here. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how long they were actually at that house. Yeah, and then why is it that they're picking a hotel so freaking far away? Like, it would seem to me that if, you know, you really did need to be within, like, a moment's notice, be able to get back, that you would just stay at, like, whatever the quickest hotel whatever is the, to Yeah, Diane's. whatever the Holiday Inn or Motel, like, Vermada or whatever it was that was around the corner from Diane's house. You'd think you'd pick right. that and not go yeah. all the way across town. I mean, I mean yeah. and you said 20 minutes in traffic. You know, you're in Southern California. I'm near, I live near Washington, D.C. I know 20 minutes in traffic can be like three or four miles, right? <laughs> it's crazy, to, crazy far away that, that 
It could be if they caught it during like a rush hour time. But yeah, you'd think there'd be something in the neighborhood, like next to the highway off ramp, usually, right? Right. Or something. Or this is the real reason why Dylan didn't want to leave Aunt Diane's in the first place. Right. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it's it's so weird how Dylan, you know, is just so reasonable. Like, he's so chill. He is. He is super reasonable. She is just so crazy about everything. She is super crazy. They call, and he's the one that might go back to jail, but she flips him the bird. For him being like, yeah. listen, your nerves are freaking me out a little bit. I, I'm the one who might go back to jail. Calm down. She's like, hmm, F you. You know what I've been through? And it's like, uh, you he's been apart person. from you, too. For like, She's like, we've been apart for five years. And it's like, well, yeah, he's been apart from you for five years, too. Only he's been in jail the same time. Right. Like, he, yeah. And he's been apart from everyone. Yes, he's objectively had it worse than anything you've dealt with. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So I felt like she changed her story because remember at first of the last episode, she was saying like, oh, we couldn't possibly have sex in Diane's house. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now she's saying she's like, well, like, you know, I all I wanted to do was have sex with my man. And you're like in Diane's house. Like, didn't you just say you didn't want to do that? Yeah. And I think it was kind of ridiculous to be like. Oh, we weren't going to have because we weren't going to have sex in Diane's house at all. Like even when she fell asleep at like 7 p.m., like you were right. a couple hours and do it then. Like, come on. It was kind of a yeah. ridiculous story that they like, we can't possibly even do it here. But like, yeah, to turn it around and go from we couldn't possibly even do it here when she's zonked out on whatever medication she's on overnight versus no, no, no. When everybody was wide awake and my other aunt was over visiting, you were supposed to sneak with me into this other room and bang like that didn't make sense. Yeah. Well, especially because I kind of feel like Heather may have said that in the first place, because Heather seems like she's the kind of person who would scream just because. Yes. Yeah. Because she's crazy like that. She is. I mean, she screams over it. She screams over. We've seen her scream over pretty much everything. Like the, oh, my gosh. The highway driving. like, And that's not her car. Whose car are they even in? I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so let's go back to the I don't have your attention like well he seemed pretty doting to me i don't really really understand what she meant by that i it's 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 not i don't know if i feel like it's the only time but like she wants like obsessive attention she doesn't want a normal amount of girlfriend attention right she wants to be like uh, if, if there's a pie of his attention you know i feel like depending on what your situation is depending on uh, who else is in your life i feel like people are like i should be you know girl most significant others would be like i should be at least the biggest part of the pie probably more mm-hmm. than 50 percent of your pie right but she's like no 99 percent. i get 99 percent. if anything other than that like because we know how like and i hate to use the word but obsessed she is with him and she's yeah. kind of like respect in wants that in turn like she wants to right. just hang all over him and did oh my god we can't even spend two seconds apart this is great like and and he just just seemed and we go back to last week he just seemed like he was spending a normal amount of polite time talking with the people whose house he was staying in yeah i mean i really like the guy he still managed to apologize to heather even though it's like he objectively didn't do anything wrong he didn't do anything wrong absolutely not like yeah, so so far, yeah, I'm really liking I'm really liking Dylan, and just like because remember we suspected that's why I asked the question. We suspected because they were out of so much of this of the beginning of the season, right? It was like mm-hmm. why haven't we seen these people yet? Why haven't we seen these people yet? They must just break up immediately. There must be a really right. short story, right? Because it is funny how we go through these stories and like th- these people are like it's literally his first day out, and other people yeah. are like, oh well, we haven't spoken in three weeks, so. <laughs> Right, or, you know, right. like with Shonda and Tyrese, right? It's been two months. Like, what? That that passed quickly. Yeah, I kind of feel like even if he doesn't go back to prison, it's just like he can't really stay with her, right? No. Like, he knows how crazy jealous she is. Like, he talked about the male lady. And, you know, I know we laugh at it because we're like, oh, yeah, how hot is the male lady? But it's just like... He, like, look, that's a legitimate concern. Oh, it is. It no doubt is. I mean, if he said, oh, have a nice day, like, on the way out, she would yes. say, say words to that lady. Like, she right. definitely would. 
And male man, I feel like, too. She's yeah. like just jealous of anyone. I don't, I don't think it's... Totally, I don't think totally. her jealousy knows any boundaries. And the male, the male one was it was it was when when he picked you know for ridiculousness, but like for legit the gym. Like I can't see her being okay with him at the gym. Oh no, she's gonna want to go with him all the time. Yeah, because he's got a point. If she's crazy about grandma or Aunt Diane, who basically is grandma age, mm-hmm. like come on. I know. I know. And it'd be like even the little politeness things that you do at the gym, right? Would be, yeah. Would be like, oh, did you have a good run? Okay. Like as you're trading, like, you know, I feel like you say little things to people as you pass them by in life and like are using the treadmill after somebody, right? You, it's not unusual to say yeah. something, right? And she would just be like, why are you flirting with that girl? Like I said, thanks for the treadmill. <laughs> right. It just seems like being with someone like that is just so exhausting. So exhausting. Yeah. It has to take so much energy. And not that he doesn't have the energy, but he just seems so chill that it's like, I don't know how he could deal with somebody as high strung as she is. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, Speaking of high strung, uh, Chevelle and Quaylen. So Chevelle, Quaylen, and Myela go on family outing to the zoo. Chevelle's a little worried about Quaylen's behavior since the welcome home party, but she's happy about Quaylen acting uh, really nice to the whole family at the zoo, getting excited about the animals and telling Chevelle that they belong together and he's happy to be there with them. Quaylen feels a weight on his shoulders because he feels like everybody wants a piece of him. He then tells Chevelle that he has to go to Texas to check in with his family and make sure everything is good before he can settle down in Kansas City. Chevelle asks how long he will be there, and Quaylen can't answer that, but he says he bought a one-way ticket. Chevelle immediately becomes worried that he doesn't plan on coming back. He tells her that she knows he will come back, and Chevelle says, no, she doesn't actually know that. Quaylen says he needs to figure things out, as Chevelle just laughs in his face and she's confused that he needs to figure anything out. Quaylen shuts it down by saying that's just how it is, and he'll be back when he's back. Chevelle says, well, then maybe she also needs to take a step back, since it sounds like he's having doubts. She is concerned about Myela and her attachment to Quaylen. Quaylen welcomes her to step back, because his trip is not up for discussion. So, mm. yeah. Mm. <sighs> is Quaylen planning on coming back? <laughs> Quaylen doesn't know what Quaylen's doing. Like that's and that's what it. That's why he bought the one way. He has no idea what he's doing. And like, I feel like he's trying to cover up with it by sounding, like he does this tough talk thing. I'll get yeah. back when I will get back. Right. Like, it ain't yours. It ain't nothing. You. I'm the. I, I say what what I say is what what happens. What I say is done. That's word. It's like, and I like. I feel like he's using that to cover up his both insecurities and uh-huh. um huge amounts of doubt about knowing what anything he's he's doing right because it's silly it's silly for him to be like for her to be like well are you coming back and he'd be like well i haven't given you any reason i was like no a one-way ticket is a pretty good reason for me to suspect that you're not coming back yeah it's (laughs) like i don't understand why he doesn't get that that's the reason why she's like super doubting things like you know like that's definitely I would be concerned that he wasn't coming back. And it's like the thing that makes me upset about Quaylen in this uh, situation is that he makes absolutely no attempt to actually assure Chevelle. And Chevelle kind of no. tries to act out a little bit by saying, well, then like maybe I need to just take a step back, you know? And he does, he continues to not reassure her by going, okay, you do that. And it's yeah. like, that's not, she was looking for a reaction out of him. Right. Mm-hmm. She just wanted some kind of reaction like he actually cared and she didn't get it from him. And it's just like, you're an idiot, Quaylen. <laughs> if you actually want to keep this woman, like you are doing all the things that are like the opposite of keeping this woman. Well, we're not sure he wants to keep this woman. Yeah, that's right. The whole problem. But if he's trying to distance himself and like try to do the like the fade out. Yeah, yeah. this is, you know, this looks like. All the actions of the fade out. Oh, right definitely, now. definitely feels like the fade out. Especially, but mm-hmm. it's weird that he's doing this weird committed. They had this whole thing. Oh, it's so nice to be a family here, and you know I'm right. And then, by the way, I got a one way ticket to Texas. I'll be back maybe sometime. I'll let you know. Yeah, I don't know. I got to figure things out. It's like, yeah, figure what out exactly? Yeah, 
Because, I mean, I feel like there's a certain, even if he said something like a long time, even if he said, I got to go to Texas, it's going to be like two months, right? She'd be like, she'd be like, I think that's kind of silly. That's a long time. But it would have been yeah. a different argument than, oh, no, a one-way ticket is I'm not sure I'm ever coming back. Like, there's no other thing right. that means is I'm not sure I'm yeah. ever coming back. Yeah, because I don't know if you've ever tried to buy a ticket within two weeks. Like, uh-huh. it gets ridiculously expensive if you try to buy kind of a last-minute ticket within two weeks, right? Sure. So, yeah. you know it's got to be longer than two weeks. Right, 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 right. If he's going to buy the other ticket at some point. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah, and it, hmm. and it's, it, I don't know, this is me, penny pincher me, like, you pay more than twice as much for two one-way tickets <laughs> than if you do for a round-trip <laughs> ticket. <laughs> it's a yeah. waste of money. Right, but you're well, right. Well, it depends. It depends because Southwest doesn't work that way. Southwest yeah. is the same. You basically just buy. Yeah, you buy each flight. You You're know. buying each flight. Yeah, that's true. Right. That is true. Yeah. 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 If he's. No, no, I'm, I'm getting too hard into it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk airline fees. That's not what people <laughs> come for. No, I just. His weird. I, I don't. I just don't buy his self-assurance. Like, I feel like he's putting on, um, you know, an act of being so self-assured and being like, oh, no, what I say goes. And that. I don't know. I don't, it just it's just sometimes it just he just like, seems yeah it just seems like he doesn't care about losing her at this moment right you know yeah and that's it's true like he's not the one that is actively trying to break up with her but at the same time he's kind of like well she breaks up with me yep that that's fine I'll just move on my this makes my decision a lot easier about not coming back mm-hmm. and so I wonder a little bit if that's part of the reason why he just like doesn't care and like has no interest in actually trying to reassure her yeah i mean i think she's right i think you know it just did seem like that party when it when the family just crapped all over him the entire time mm-hmm. is is like wait this is this is the family i'm getting into maybe not like eh. right and I, I could totally see especially that you know um the brother like it was just like you know, I think you're trying to take her money and I think you're stealing. Like, I don't want to. I wouldn't want to be around people who thought I was a terrible person who was trying to scam the woman I'm with. That's hard. Like, and, well, she didn't, and, I, and I don't know how much she reassured him about that. Well, and I think what makes that particular situation even worse is the fact that he got a car out of it. Right. Uh-huh. And I think that puts extra pressure, extra obligation to, like, do right by this woman. Mm-hmm. Right. And so... Because if he just kind of pieces out, then it's kind of like everybody in her family was right, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's part of the reason why I kind of feel like he's just like, well, I can't break up with her, but if she breaks up with me, then that's like then a better situation. Then it's her family's fault, her fault. Yeah, it's not my fault. I tried. I tried. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it makes it worse for him that there is kind of this sense of obligation. And we see this even with like uh, Destiny and Sean. You know, it's like when they spend a lot of money, there is this guilt like you somehow owe them, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like Quaylen kind of feels like, you know, this is just a relationship and he was just kind of talking before and he can, you know, and maybe not specifically like intentionally lie, but kind of fantasize and play up like, oh, this is how our future's going to be. And mm-hmm. then, you know, when he gets out, it's kind of like, well, you know, no harm, no foul. If that's not what the reality is, I can just peace out. And, you know, no one's, you know, like financially responsible. There isn't permanent damage, you right. know. And now that it's like she's bringing in, you know, kind of this, oh, well, now I have my daughter and now I've given you money. It's kind of almost like he feels like obligation, but it doesn't necessarily make him want to be there. And I can also see him feeling like more trapped. Mm -hmm. Sure. Totally. Well, speaking of people who feel trapped (laughs) or get, get trapped, John and Christiana. Yeah. John reminds us about how rocky things have been, Um, especially um, Christiana getting restricted to the halfway house after their attempt to get dinner at the diner or whatever. John has been removed from her visiting list, so now the only way they have to communicate is over the phone, and we do see one of their phone calls. He listens to her problems with the halfway house, which he thinks is more like another prison rather than someplace that's halfway to freedom, which especially if she's locked down. Mm -hmm. Christiana wishes she could be out there to take care of her mother. 
because her sister, Tara, has abuse and addiction problems of her own and isn't really up to the task. So show Christiana asks John if both of them can come stay with him for a while. He really doesn't seem to be crazy about this idea, but but kind of thinks that if he's going to truly follow his spiritual beliefs, it's something he's kind of obligated to do. But he's also very worried about bringing two people that he barely knows into the house, especially one of them that is a known addict. So John brings his truck to the shop to get the checked engine light and some advice from his friend Carrie and his brother Cordell. He asks Carrie, who is also a recovering addict, um, that he tells Carrie that he's been finding a less than, let's say, fully legal way to pass money to Christiana. Carrie thinks that this is a terrible idea. He What he does is he drops it off on somewhere on her way to work. Carrie, again, thinks it's a terrible idea to give to be giving someone who's very early in their recovery access to free and open cash, especially when they're outside of a halfway house and can just, you know, use it to buy drugs. Then John brings up um, Christiana's mom and Tara moving into his house for a bit. Cordell, his brother, seems to be very suspicious of this situation and asks John to be careful. And then Carrie thinks it's a really bad idea to bring another um, another um, person with substance abuse problems into the house. All right. So after all this, this kind of very big favor that his wife asks of him, like, so they set it thrown off somewhere else. What's the like most over the top favor someone has asked of you? Oh, uh, not that. Not that. Uh, I mean, I have nothing. I have never anywhere close to this. This is like off the charts over the top. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've had friends that have called me at crazy hours of the night just because they you know, needed someone to talk to during crazy times. Like I had this one friend and she was dating like this meth head. And every time he went on one of his drug binges, she would like freak out and like stalk him because he would cheat on her. And so it was just like this weird thing where I get these calls at like four or five in the morning on a work night because she was like staked out at some motel. (laughs) And she like the calls would be like, Oh my god, I think he can see me. It's just like, oh my god, this is so crazy. But importantly then, she didn't ask if he could move in with you. So. No, no. The worst <laughs> I've had when it comes to that is I actually had a friend who was living with her mom and her stepdad. And her stepdad was like 10 years sober and mm-hmm. then happened to randomly like fall off the wagon. And so things were getting really bad in their home. So... I let my friend live with me for a few months while she kind of looked for a place to live, but she wasn't the addict. I I don't, I could not live with an addict. And I feel like it's even questionable. John living with an addict, um, I understand that he is incredibly empathetic of them considering his home past, but I mean, doesn't he have like a bazillion kids? Right. That's true. That's true. And it's like, and it definitely seemed like Carrie his friend who definitely knows what he's talking about in, in terms yeah. of addiction and recovery, like sure. was just like, was very much just like your house isn't going to help man. Like, no, like it's, it's not going to get any better there. So whatever problem no. she has, is just going to be coming into your house. Right. And it just seems like there's another issue with that is if Tara's in an abusive relationship, it's like, does that mean her partner's going to be around abusing her? Because once again, this is not something you want around your kids at right, all. Right, Yeah. No, no. Because it, it was, because I guess the part that got me was it the mom kind of made sense, right? She was yes. like, oh, Tara can't, can't, can't take care of mom. Can mom move in with you? Right. But then also, why is Tara moving in too? That's the part yeah. you didn't get. Right. No, and that that's exactly what I was kind of thinking, too. Like, if I were John, I would be like, okay, mom can move in, but Tara, let's let's maybe get her to a better place right. and help her out. Because we saw Christiana's mom at the beginning when uh, she had her kind of a legal outing, right. day outing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Her mom, I think she was hooked up to oxygen too, That's right? correct. Yes, yeah, she was. Yeah. So, I mean, her mom seems like someone who 
probably can't take care of herself. She probably can't work to support herself. Mm -hmm. Mom needs help. Yes. Okay, Tara, you know, she is not in a place where she can help herself. But that doesn't mean she can't be in a place to help herself. Right. And it does. It's so not clear. Can't... And it's not clear if it moving into John's house is going to help her. No. And so I, it's kind of like for Tara, it's like, yes, let's try get her some help. But let's help her from afar. Mm-hmm. Because once again, he has kids. Yeah. Now, well, I, don't do, I don't know think if any his kids, the kids live with them. Live with him. Yeah. That's what yeah. I, don't, I don't think they do. Because a lot but of the kids are like around older. I don't know if they're fully grown, but they're mostly grown. Um they're a range. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he has a wait, remember that? I can't remember at the beginning. He has a lot of kids. Like seven or nine. Yeah, and like from, uh, you know, a few. And he, he forgot how many. Right, and he's had those like four or five, four marriages. He's now married five times, and we don't know. Yeah. It's, I, I there's a lot going on there, Um, but I don't know how many. Right. Yeah, we don't know how many live with him. Yeah. Okay, can we talk about when did John and Christiana have time to do a 90s photo shoot with airbrushed backgrounds with like his arms around her like this is like mall photos from like the 90s Uh like they had a whole photo shoot and they kept on showing like different photos of them from this photo shoot so it had to be when did they have time to go to the mall oh it had to be like a thing i don't know because we've seen other things. Didn't we see pictures of like Scott and Lindsay with a similar thing? Like I feel like they have like visitor weekends at the prison or something and they have like that. Like oh. I think it might have been when she was still in the prison. Okay. Because I feel like I've seen similar photos with other people. I feel like Maurice and Jessica had similar photos. Um, it They almost look like prom, like really awkward prom photos or homecoming photos, but without like the dress okay, up. Okay, I'm like, just saying. In the 90s, because I went to high school in the 90s, like, this is something that you would go to the mall and you would, like, get pictures with you and your friends and, like, you pass them out. You'd, like, get, like, the wallet-sized prints and you would just give them out to your friends. I have, like, I want to say a hundred of these kinds of photos in a box somewhere in my house of all my friends in high school that, like, got these mall photos done. Yeah, you're talking about the photo booths, right? Like, you sit in the booth or do you get... No, it's like a professional, like, photographer. Really? Yeah. And they had, like, these airbrush backgrounds. I'll have to show you. They did not have these in our malls. Like, this is, that oh was Oh, my not gosh, yes. That was, like, a thing for us. And, like, people were all into it, so. Interesting. Yeah. Now they all have selfie stations, by the way. Oh, gosh, I know, right? <laughs> With uh, branding and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, exactly. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, then we have Sean and Destiny. Sean is desperately searching the house, calling for destiny, as we left off from last week. And it ends up that she's just chilling in the hot tub. She's actually pretty sweet to Sean and asks him to join her as he grabs a glass of champagne. She tells him she can't deal with liars, and he needs to figure out what he wants because she can handle rejection and she'll figure things out. Sean fumbles around for the right thing to say, and he says he's not good with words. Duh. Like, just duh. I realized after this, this guy just has the inability to speak. So Sean says that he won't talk to Kelly anymore or, you know, he'll just talk to her on speakerphone in front of Destiny. Destiny doesn't trust Sean and he's confused as to why. As Destiny rattles off a laundry list of things he's lied about, including his age, the number of kids he has, you know, all this other stuff. So Sean wants to show her that he can be trusted and he begs her for her forgiveness. Then they start making out in the hot tub and get naked. Okay, Destiny tells us that, you know, when she doesn't like a situation, that she has no problem just leaving and fuck her court appearance. Sean and Destiny are finally off to Orland, California for Destiny's court appearance. Destiny's lawyer thinks that everything will get thrown out, but Destiny is still worried. She is reminded of her past, her crimes, and her addiction when they get to Orland. Destiny tells Sean that she misses her family, and conveniently, her sister Brittany calls to tell her she's going to pick her up to go out. Sean tells her he thinks this is a bad idea, and he gets annoyed with Destiny that she planned this with her sister. Sean is trying to be understanding of her feelings, but he's really worried that something will happen and she won't make her court appearance. Destiny thinks that Sean only cares about his bail bond money and doesn't give a crap about what she feels. Brittany picks her up, and they head out to the casino. Destiny tells us she loves slot machines, 
and you have to spend money to make money. If she wanted big on the slot, she would definitely go to the strip club. Brittany and Destiny make it to the casino and order adios motherfuckers. Sean told her he would give her her space, but he's worried, so he keeps texting and calling her. Destiny vents that it feels like Sean is acting like her dad. Destiny feels torn because she feels like he's done so much for her, and it's feeling like an obligation. Destiny doesn't think it's smart to throw all her jewels in a pig pen. She feels suffocated, and she's already getting urges to run. Sean can't sleep because Destiny isn't texting him back. What what does that mean, throw all your jewels in the pig pen? Is that like a saying I don't know about? I've never heard it before, but it, it sounds like it means throw your fancy things in a place where they're going to get like messed up and dirty, I guess. I don't know. Is she calling him? Tra- I don't know. I don't know what it means. I've never heard it. I've never heard it before. Okay. All right. So, okay. But my question is, is that, you know, it seems like her family cares about her. Her sister and her mom, like, they both saw her right when she got out. Why didn't they pay her bail? I don't know. Like that's And, and why does the sister not seem at all, like, concerned that she get to her court date? You know? Because it'd be one thing if you were like, oh, no. Like, if I went out, if I had to do something in the morning and I went out with my brother and we were, like, drinking. my I do not have a past history of skipping out on super important things and, like, also trying to escape from prison but like she does like she has a history of being really flaky about really important things and you think the sister would be like no he's right you really need to go to that court date tomorrow like that's really (laughs) important and not just for the for his fifty thousand dollars it's like it's so weird that she will go she seems like she's willing to go back to prison to spite him because he's concerned about losing fifty thousand dollars which just doesn't make right. any sense to me at all. Like she does seem yeah. like she's legit really close to skipping this court date because she bu- because he bugged her too much. Right, right. Um I don't know. I don't think her sister wants to see her go back to jail. I think that they just want to have fun and maybe are you know not thinking about the future too much. Well, but yeah, the other thing is is I know this isn't like school or work or anything like that, but do you really want to be super hungover at a court appearance? That seems like it would be really miserable. I don't have an alcohol problem, so I don't like being super hungover in any situation except for laying on my couch, and I'm not crazy about it then. Like, I just want <laughs> yeah. dark and my bed. Like, And so if I have to do literally anything and I'm hungover, I'm like, this right. was not worth it. Totally not worth it. This is the worst. Yeah. So it's like, I don't understand, like, you're going to be super hungover at court. I can imagine it's probably a lot of waiting around. Oh, yes. Right? The day in court is totally a ton of waiting around. Well, that's the thing, too, is she doesn't have to do anything at the court. She just has to sit there. Sure. Her lawyer is going to do everything, yeah. right? She just has to sit there and, like, listen to everybody talk and then leave. Like, that's all she has to do. But she has to physically be there. The only thing she has to do is right. physically be there. So it's not like it's a demanding task she has for the next day. Well, I would think Anne also kind of look presentable because yeah. I can't imagine that the judge would like see someone that looks very clearly hungover, be like, <laughs> right. oh, okay, this looks like a person. Let's integrate them into society yes. and like this is trust a person them. Who is, this is a person who is remorseful and has learned their lesson, which is what, you know, usually the hearings about granny amnesty and stuff are, right? Right. Because this, this court appearance was apparently for when she cut off the ankle monitor. Yeah. I think, right? And so it's like, yeah. you know, does it definitely remorse usually comes into it. And if, if she comes in being like, whatever, I almost skipped today. And it's going to be like, yeah, you didn't. No, that's no. <laughs> we're not we're not giving you this deal anymore. Right. But like, yeah. Oh, my God. The, I mean, OK, so do you really think she's spending she's going to the casino with five or six hundred dollars a night? I can't imagine that she is unless she is somehow like not losing it all so right so you know some days you're up some days you like lose and like let's say she loses like 60 percent of her money uh-huh. like overall over time then yeah i could well, see I mean, over doing. time if you're playing the slots what are the, it, it slots have a rule it's like 90 right it you, yeah it, it, slots i think i'm pretty sure vegas slots i have to check it vegas slots have to pay out 90 percent of what they bring in okay 
So over time, and that's what she clearly doesn't understand how gambling works. Um, right. Over time, you you know, if you play long enough, you're you're basically losing ten percent of your money. So if you go in there with okay. with five hundred bucks a night, then over however many nights, you're going to lose you know about fifty bucks a night. Okay, that's not too bad. Yeah, but if she's losing like if she's losing, I, the I don't think night, she's losing right, right. five hundred. I don't think she's because losing that that night. that one only works if you count if you put exactly 500 but what people tend to do is they win some and then put those winnings back in the slot machine and then they'll put those winnings back in the slot machine and then eventually it whittles down to zero but you didn't at that point you didn't spend you didn't spend 500 in the slot machine you spent five thousand dollars in the slot machine because you spent your winnings and you calculated everything because it's not that hard i know you can go to those you know like those five dollar slots and play like 13 ways on one like hit and like yeah. brr, brr, boom, it's, it, you can spend it fast if you want to. I know that. But like, especially oh, yeah, if you're absolutely. like, oh, I know gambling. I'm going to win. So I play the slots. It's like, no, you don't. You know, you know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't think Sean has that much money for her to be spending. I think she does go to the casino with $500 every night. But she, I, I, yeah, I, I guess that's see. true. But I wonder how much she comes home with. In general, I wonder, yeah. I wonder if she kept a tally, like how much is he actually spending rather than I went with $500 in my wallet and I came back with 450 in my wallet. Mm-hmm. That's right. 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 All right. Um, Scott and Lindsay. All right. So Lindsay's house arrest is not going great and her faulty ankle monitor is not helping. It often loses signal and the charger doesn't stay on while she sleeps. It sucks, but she at least now she's able to see, you know, through the door and talk to Miley Grace. She hops into the so, you know, after she had to walk around the house to get her signal reestablished, she decides to hop into the bath using her flexibility to keep the ankle monitor out of the water. In the bath, she asks Scott why they haven't had sex yet, and Scott says he doesn't want to pressure her. But she says she's turned on by his athletic body. And in my opinion, more like <laughs> and her uh, more like her wine goggles. She tells Scott to get naked and join her. But just when they're about to get things started, her ankle monitor beeps because it needs to charge. But they can still do it while she charges. So they close the doors, cover the cameras and assume to do their thing on the floor near the plug on the wall. Because apparently extension cords aren't a thing. No, it might it might actually have to charge in a certain charger. I, I'll give them that. The next day we hit. We hear some mixed details about their first time. Different opinions on how it went the night before. <laughs> Scott, and then Scott just says, Scott tells us that he just happened to come across this binder that had some personal notes in it. He was just, it was just out and about. He wasn't looking for it at all. But in this binder was a disturbing handwritten letter. It throws Scott into a depressive state and Lindsay can kind of tell something's wrong. So she asks what's wrong. He shows her the letter and demands that she explains it. She claims that it's a quote from a book and gets pissed that she was going that he was going through her stuff. She tells us that in prison, she kind of used notebooks like her own private social media. And one of the things that she quoted in it, Scott thinks hits very closely to home. They show us on camera what it is and he she reads it out loud. It's a paragraph written from the perspective of a woman who is clearly taking advantage of a guy of a guy with a lot of money and not a lot of self-awareness. She reads it out loud at his insistence and again says it's just a dumb quote from a book she had read, but he doesn't believe her in the slightest and the episode ends there. So, question, is it from a book? Is that a quote from a book? Well, I don't think so for a couple reasons. One is, if you saw this, it was like a page-long thing. So why on earth are you copying, like, an entire page out of a book? And second of all, she keeps on saying, like, it's from a book. It's from – which book? Which book? She didn't never said the name of a book. Right. You would say if, if it was – you could identify book. the book and or author, I think it would make your story more believable. Yes. But she can't. And the way that she says it, like, even how she, like, kind of very confidently read uh, the paper, mm-hmm. it was just like – it was like – to me, it was like sociopath. Like, that's how a sociopath gets people to believe them, just the way that they're so confident about their lives. I will will lie about this with the strength of my will. And, like, people will believe me because why would a liar be that convicted on what he's saying? Yes. Right. And, like, trying to make him out to be the crazy one. Like, 
how could you think I'm lying about this? Like, you're crazy. Like, why are you even looking through my stuff? And, you know, just like already getting like weirdly defensive. But I mean, like, let's be real here. Like, you could very easily nowadays, like, figure out which book that is. Just type up some of those quotes into, you know, an internet search. Uh -huh. and you could probably get an excerpt of what, where it comes from. Uh, you know, you know who did that? <laughs> Me. Um, so, oh, you did. So, yeah, I did a Google Book search, not even just a regular okay. search. I went to Google Books. Okay. Nothing. Yes. Any sentence in that thing brings up any hits for anything besides this episode of this show. Yeah. So, there's that. <laughs> yeah. So, it's easily verifiable, right? Like, you verified it, Mr. O. Like, yes. Not I don't. Yeah, I don't see why, one, Scott is that clueless that he can't figure that out himself. And it's just like, once again, Lindsay could, you know, resolve this whole thing. Just tell us what book it is. Okay, and you know what, though? Or what the book was about, or you, you know? know what, though? Like, Even if I'm Scott, and it's exactly a quote from a book, I'm right. like, I have issues that this was a quote in a book you thought was so inspiring and so you know integral to your life. That you felt you needed to copy it word for word into a notebook. Right. Like, yes. True. True. Like this is. Yeah. Like, dude, this spoke to you. This this is what spoke to you. Like in the yeah. book you were reading. Like yeah. that. And, and yeah. So it is uh, not a good look. It was actually decent writing to be to be fair. Like it wasn't uh -huh. the worst writing I've heard. Like and you know. Well, Lindsay is college educated. Yeah. She's yeah. not a dummy. She's definitely not a dummy. That's true. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, but speaking of dummies. Okay, so we were talking about the whole, like you said, extension cord. Uh -huh. Right? Maybe it's, well, how do you plug in a special kind of thing? You could still use an extension cord. Yeah, right? I don't know if it, yeah, I don't know if it's like a special kind of like, because we sent, remember we said it's the thing, maybe maybe it's a, a, a base and it has to be close to the base. Maybe it only charges off the base and the base has to be somewhere. I don't know. I've never... Okay, but I saw the cord when she had it plugged in. Uh -huh. Like, drag the freaking bed over to that wall. Like, it's That's not that true. hard. That's true. <laughs> it was long enough for her to charge it if she was in bed, right? So uh -huh. freaking just drag the bed over. Which you should do like, all the time. She's like, oh, I hate having to sit on the floor all the time. And it's like, you don't? Like, why was it? If that's where she has to sit to charge it, why wasn't there at least, like, a chair? A chair? There? Yeah. <laughs> Why is she sitting on the floor and complaining that she has to sit on the floor and charge this thing? And it's like, you don't, you definitely don't have to sit on the floor. Right, right. So I just, she is smart when it comes to certain things, but not when it comes to others. Right. And yeah. yes, with your, uh, he has a good body. He was a soccer player in college. Would you have ever guessed he that? does not have the build of a soccer player. Like, no, at he all. doesn't. At all. He's, I mean. No, at least not now. Not now. But he's, uh, I mean, it's one thing. He's really barrel chested, right? He is very and, much so. And that's definitely not a body type that I associate with soccer. No. And he kind of has a gut. And then his hips and legs look really skinny compared to. The gut is something that totally comes along. That's just like, that's an age thing. You know what I'm saying? Like that. You could be there. I know plenty of people who are great athletes in college that when they're 55 are, you know, have have a bit of a have a gut. So that one is like I could definitely buy. Like, I wouldn't look at somebody who's old and has a gut and be like, they couldn't have been an athlete when they were younger. Like they totally could have. But OK, it's just it just doesn't seem like a typical soccer player build. I bet he played defense. <laughs> the defenders tend to be the defenders tend to be stronger. You're stronger guys on the oh. soccer field. But, Maybe he was the team manager. No, I don't think she was played. I don't know. Whatever. It was mostly the wine speaking. That's what that was my that was my <laughs> assessment of her trying to be like. You get, I mean, the wine speaking and her being like, listen, it's been four years and this is who's here now. So let's go. Well, she didn't even seem like that thrilled about it. Like the fact that it was four years didn't make her extra horny for it because she was just like, oh, it was like the first time, like not in a good way. Yes, that was true, too. But it was it was afterwards. I don't know. I feel like it, what it came down to it is she was feeling some kind of way that he hadn't tried to come on to her yet. Yes. But at the same time, she made him sleep on the couch. Like, right. how is he trying anything out on the couch? Right. I mean, he he definitely seems like a guy who seems I don't know, respectful enough, at least in this relationship, 
to be like, oh, well, when you made me sleep on the couch, I assumed sex was off the table. <laughs> so right. That's where that came yeah, from. Yeah, I think that would mean that. All right. <laughs> you can't even sleep in the same bed because you're in the doghouse. Like, yeah. I would definitely think that unless she's like thinking like angry sex. I don't know. Like, angry it's- sex is on the table. I don't know. I, I, let's put it this way. I don't think she and her experience with men has had too many guys that were hesitant to come on to her. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that. So she it doesn't. Pretty. Really, she is. And like she's pretty and she's picking guys who are in a very different league than her. And she was a party girl. Right. Yeah. Like, so she's going to she, she's going to tend to be with really outgoing, really assertive guys and they're mm-hmm. they're gonna make their they're gonna make their feelings felt <laughs> yeah yeah all right uh so that about covers it we did not hear from maurice and jessica and shonda and tyrese this week although we kind of have a suspicion that we will not hear about shonda and tyrese yeah probably I... we'll get an info card at the very end you think but... that'll be it you think that's it we're not gonna they're not gonna track shonda down i think we might get like sh- i might think we might get uh thing with shonda like an episode or two before they move on of her just being what no that guy i forgot about him yeah i don't know i think we're almost wrapping up this season i think did they say how many episodes we have left i don't know but we know when life after lockup is starting again so we assume it'll be over right before that which is sometime in november so it's not you're right there's not that many episodes left I'm very confused about Life After Lockup. I think they're including some people from this group into Life After Lockup. Which means this would have to wrap before that started. Right. So four more episodes at most, I I think. I guess you're right. Sure. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, we didn't hear from them, but uh, your student of the week. Uh, Dylan, I guess. You know, it's always hard to pick, right? It's always so hard to pick, but. I don't know. He was trying to make the best of a bad situation and, mm-hmm. again, didn't really do anything that objectionable. And I feel like everybody else did something objectionable. <laughs> yes. No, that's very true. So the thing with Dylan is I gave it to him last week. Otherwise, I probably would have given it sure. to him this week. Uh-huh. Uh, he did say one thing. He said, like, you asked for this, right, to mm-hmm. Heather. And it's just like, ooh, yeah. let's not poke the bear. Yeah, like. that's true. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I actually said John, and even though he did do something very questionable, right, which was like hiding the money for Christiana, like his heart was in the right place. Sure, like he thought he was trying to help her, and he just didn't consider how that could be a trigger for her addiction, right? right. Until his friend kind of pointed it out to him. Um, so I think in the end, he's just trying to be a good partner. You know, like he's really trying to help this woman out. He's, you know, thinking about taking in the family, you know, even though this is not an ideal situation. Like, right. how is it that he's living with his wife's family when he's not even living with his wife? You know, like he's trying to be a good partner. So, mm-hmm. yeah, student of the week. All right. My dunce. Uh-huh. Sean. Okay. Okay. Because, like, lots of reasons. Lots of things. Right. And he did so much right. wrong. Like, at no point, no matter how concerned you are about something, like, blowing somebody up, like, mass texting them is, mm-hmm. is not going to get you what you want. Oh, it's no, not. absolutely not. It's not. Yeah. He does really mess that up. If he was, like, if he just focused on, hey, I really need you to make this court date because I can't stand if you have to go back to jail. I really need you to make this court date so we can have this thing be over. I just need you around. And we, this court date's super important so you can stay out of jail. But he doesn't say that. He always says, oh, oh, my $50,000. It's like $50,000 if you don't show up for the court gate. So, uh, you know, it's like $50,000, right? And so she kind of is not without merit in thinking that all he cares about is his $50,000, which, you know, is something worth caring about. But, like, like she's not wrong. And she's expressed that to him. Like, it sounds like all you care about is $50,000. And he was like, "Uh, it's a lot of money. It's like, oh, you dummy. Oh, God. Uh, many reasons I don't like Sean, but I want Sean. I, mean, I don't think I've given it to Sean in a while. <laughs> okay, so my dance is Quaylen. Okay. Um, it just doesn't seem like he really wants to be in this relationship. And I thought it was very fair of Chevelle to say that that's not how communication works. Yes. Quaylen just kind of like laid down the law and was like, nope. And it's like, 
why do you think you have all the power, you know, yes. to kind of say that? Yes, I'd like know. to talk about that. This is the end of the discussion. Well, that's literally not talking about it. Like, <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, yeah, Quaylen. Oh, that's such a bad trait in a person, let yeah. alone a partner. Yeah, it really is. Okay. Life lessons. Um, I, okay. I stuck with Sean and Destiny on this. All right. Don't have sex in a hot tub. That's how you get a yeast infection. Like oh god! <laughs> Do you know this from personal experience? <laughs> no, I know from just l- like you know. I don't know. I know from l- not life experience, but like you know, you learn things. First of all, I'm, well, first of all, in the wa- in the water is never good anyway. It's definitely that kind of that the kind of sex that's never as good as advertised. And then like oh. afterwards, like it's already hot, and you're just getting hotter, and like water is not good for you know making things move it's it's just it's bad and it makes you sick so don't don't no <laughs> sex in the hot tub all right so my life lesson um kind of is inspired by heather and dylan so sometimes some people just cannot be reasoned with so it's just better to ask what you can do in that situation to make them happy and then just kind of let it go because you know there's really nothing that uh, Dylan is going to be able to do to make her happy, at least in her eyes. Like, he was he was being very reasonable, you know? Like, I am paying attention to you. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. So it's like, you're not going to win this argument because she's just... She's already made up her mind. She's already made up her mind. Yeah. Yeah. And she's unreasonable, right? So then at that point, you just have to move on instead of trying to defend your stance with, no, I am paying attention to you. No, mm-hmm. you're not because that's just going to go back and forth. Yeah. So then say, okay... Well, what can I do to make you feel like I am giving you all my attention? Mm -hmm. Because then that's like a more actionable item. And, you know, then she kind of feels like she's being heard. So sure. And if they can't answer that, then it's just like, well, just let it go. Because obviously that means you can do nothing. (laughs) Right. That's true. That's true. All right. So that is the end of this one. We'll be back next week again right so we yes, we, like I said, we yeah. not sure how much longer we're going to see these people but i know because they know. don't tell you until the very last minute that it's yeah, like oh by like, the way this is the season finale yeah. next week is the season finale and it's like oh what what yeah right so we know that it's not the season finale next week correct at least right yes right so we have at least two more episodes of these with these right. people <laughs> all right so, okay sounds good all right then okay we'll see you next week then okay bye, bye.